Hello, Monetization Nation. Welcome back to another episode with Kelly Roach. I was so impressed with Kelly that I told my two younger daughters I would pay them if they would read her book, Unstoppable. I just wanted them to learn from Kelly. Uh, in our last episode with Kelly, we discussed strategies to successfully run live product launches, Kelly's entrepreneurial journey, and the power of collaboration. In today's episode, we'll be discussing nine principles for success from Kelly's book, Unstoppable. Tectonic shifts are constantly transforming the earth and business, causing destruction and huge growth opportunities. I'm Nathan William, the host of Monetization Nation, where we learn how to leverage business tectonic shifts to transform monetization. Let's talk about unstoppable nine principles for unlimited success. And um, it, near the beginning of your book, you you have a section that really resonated with me. You, and maybe it's because I'm turning 46 next week, but uh, you say it's never too late to start to dream big and achieve amazing success. You say Julia Child was 39 before she published her first cookbook. Um, after working in advertising and media, her, her TV debut came at the age of 51. Ray Kroc bought McDonald's in 1954 at the age of 52. Laura Ingalls Wilder was 65 before she published the first of the Little House books. Colonel Sanders franchised Kentucky Fried Chicken when he was 62 and sold it for $2 million 12 years later. The first true Walmart opened when Sam Walton was 44. And Henry Ford didn't launch the Ford Motor Company until he was 40. You want to talk a little bit about this and, and people finding success um, a little bit later in their career as yeah. an entrepreneur. Yeah, and thank you so much for bringing that up and exploring that because I think it's so, so important. You know, the experiences that we have in life are all seeds of possibility through which we learn and grow and gain an understanding of who we're meant to become. And for most of us, our, our greatest success is going to come in our forties and fifties. And, you know, th that's why I dedicated that chapter that there's such a misunderstanding. People think, Oh, I'm 35, I'm married, I have kids, I have bills, I couldn't possibly start this new thing. And it should be like, I'm 35, I'm married, I have kids, and I couldn't possibly not be the role model yeah. for my children of fighting for my dreams and becoming everything I'm capable of being. So I'm trying to create a mindset shift for people to understand that wherever you are, do not let your life be wasted. It's never too late. It is never too late. And that's the biggest thing. People have been interviewed on their deathbeds over and over and over again. And they always say, it's the things they didn't do that they regret. It's not the things that they did do. It's the things that they didn't do. Yeah. And there's, there's no story or excuse or life situation that's a reason to let a dream die inside of you, right? And I think there's such a misunderstanding from people that, oh, well, if I'm not here by this age, that's not possible for me. When in fact, the wisdom and the experience, the, the life maturity, kind of the, the calluses, right, that, that come from living life and experiencing things, that's what actually makes you capable of achieving your Yes. When someone is super immature, they have no life experience, they have no knowledge, they haven't been through anything. Low yet. credibility. 
Exactly. It, it, it's, and, and that's, I don't know why we have that perception, you know, that, that to accomplish your dreams, you have to start young or that you need to be young. But I actually think, in fact, it's, it's quite the opposite. And that's why I wanted to dedicate the, the chapter of the book to it, because I want to like wake people up. When I was writing that book, I remember I just had this like intense feeling of being around so many people that I felt were like walking zombies. And I'm like, you are going through life with this haze over your eyes. And like, people are so unhappy and so stagnant, but that's a choice. Whatever we tolerate in our lives, we perpetuate. So no one's going to come in and do that for us. Like we literally have to get in there and we have to, you know, change, create the change that we want to experience in our lives. But it's not about how old or young you are. It's about the amount of, of tenacity and determination and perseverance that you have, right? Yeah. And maybe those life lessons, those hard challenges that we've been through have prepared us for that calling that you talked about that, that, uh, that we are intended to do in our entrepreneurship journey. Yeah. All right. In your book, you talk about these nine principles for unlimited success and and I just, I want to go through them one by one. The first one is stop resenting the 1% and join them. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, this is just, this is just a huge, huge problem that I see. I mean, there is this negative backlash towards people in the 1%. And most of those people are completely self-made. Most of those people started their own businesses and, and scrap and claw and invested their life savings and spent every dime that they had risked their entire future to create that outcome. And then here we are, I see so many people that have this negative bias towards wealthy people while out of the other side of their mouth saying that they wanna be wealthy. You're not gonna achieve something that you resent. You're gonna repel that. You're telling the universe, I don't want that. I don't like that. I, I, I dis, that dis, that's disdaining. Like that, that it's such a counterintuitive thing. It's so strange to me. And I do think that there's a little bit of like a cultural belief system that's kind of been passed on about. I think people feel guilty saying, I want to be wealthy. I am wealthy. You know, people, people have feelings about that. But I think for everybody listening, the most important thing is if you want to create wealth, honor the people who have gone before you. And learn from them. <laughs> yes. Learn from them. Honor them. They've walked the path. They've made the sacrifices. They've done the work. They've gotten there, you know, through hard work. Wealthy people work very, very hard, right? And so I came from nothing. I had no safety net. I, like I said, I was working three jobs, you know, sometimes four in college. When I was in corporate, I was the first one and the last one out every day. I ate dinner at the office every night. Okay. So, you know, and I'm wealthy and I'm, I'm a self-made multimillionaire. I'm not afraid to say it. Okay. And so I want to help people to achieve that outcome that they want. And I also want to help people to understand that quite a few of them are actually repelling it because of their own attitude and mindset. So you have to make that shift. If that's a place you want to go, you have to love it. You have to honor yeah. it. You have to applaud it and celebrate it. And most importantly, like you said, learn from the people that are doing it, right? Yeah. When you go hiking and you get off trail 
it, it's really hard. It, it takes a lot more effort to get somewhere. But if we look at these people that have been so successful as the trailblazers, the people that have gone before us, and we can follow the trail that they've paid the price yeah. to pave for us and, and break down for us so that it takes so much less effort if yeah. we can follow that, that trail that they've left behind. It's so true. Yeah. All right. Let's go to chapter number two or, or principle number two, cultivating the entrepreneurial spirit. How do we cultivate an entrepreneurial spirit? Yeah. So the first step is we have to undo the 18 years of programming that told us that failure was bad. Right. So, you know, everything in our culture is about getting good grades, about performing in sports and athletics and all of these things. And all of that serves us to a degree. There's a lot of things about that that set us up for success. We want to have honor and reverence for working hard and getting good grades and doing well in school and performing at a high level in athletics. But the problem with that is that our programming is that failure is bad. And an entrepreneurial spirit is about opening up and trying new things and looking at new possibilities and not having a fear of failure so that you can achieve greatness. And the most important thing that I've learned on my entrepreneurial journey is that I had to make the change when I first started, you know, as an entrepreneur, I was so fearful of failure because even in the corporate world, you make a mistake, you can get fired. Whereas in entrepreneurship, you have to make mistakes in order to learn how to execute. So it took me a long time to really understand that I had to change my mindset completely to really get this entrepreneurial spirit if I ever want to get anywhere. If you only play it safe and you stay in the box of what you already know how to do, you're not going anywhere, right? Okay. Principle number three, um, act like a CEO if you want to earn like a CEO. How do I do that? Yes. Oh, this is the biggest one. We could do a whole show on this. Maybe we'll come back and do another episode. I you know, love that. So yeah, me too. I would love to do that. So, so this is the biggest thing in our society, right? Everybody wants the success. Everybody wants the, the, the house, the vacation, the dream car, the blah, 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 right? We want all these things. But the people that have those things, they live their life in a very specific way, right? They are the CEO of their life. They have discipline, they have perseverance, they make sacrifices, they make investments in themselves. They hold themselves to a certain standard, right? Because they see themselves as the CEO. I see so many people with this entitlement attitude of you deserve success and then you'll do the work. Doesn't work out. No, it doesn't. And then you achieve the success. Right. And I really picked up on this in the corporate world when I was, you know, coming up through there, you know, people that wanted the promotion and then they were going to show everything that they could do once they got promoted. Yeah. <laughs> Never will happen. We've seen that. Right. And I, th I think that we see that in the entrepreneurial world all the time. People are like, well, I'll invest more of my time and I'll invest more of my money when my business shows me. And it's like, no, it's not your business's job to show you anything. Yeah. It's your job to show the business, right? So I think it's just understanding we, we, we a lot of times have the cart before the horse and so we need to get things in the right order, right? Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, so many entrepreneurs do that. They, they only want to, they only want to take a little bit of risk and they only want to dip their toes in the water. They, yeah. they want to build software, but they, they want to do this minimal viable product to test that it works, but that minimal viable product sucks. Right. And it, you're, you're not going to create passion among your target audience and you'll never prove success. Yeah. And, and you're right. You, you've got to dive in to ever achieve the success that you want. Yeah, you're 100% right. You're 100% right. And I see it with people all the time. They want, they say, I'll, I'll invest in building a team once my business hits six figures. I'm like, you're not getting to six figures without a team. I'll invest in advertising once I'm making 15000 a month. You're not going to be making 15000 a month unless you have, right? So it's just, we just have to have a more mature perspective on, like, I, I always say that, you know, successful CEOs make decisions based on ROI, right? You look at what's in front of you and you say, what is going to bring me the biggest return on investment? Not look at the front price tag and make a decision just on that, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Principle number four is leadership. I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, and it kind of goes back to what you were asking me earlier, you know, about like that learning from my mentor about getting results through others. Like you have to see yourself as a leader. You have to conduct yourself as a leader. You have to be a leader in all things, word and deed. If you want to go far and go high in life, and it doesn't matter what that's in is that could be at home with your children in your relationship with your spouse, in your community, in your church, in your business, in your career, you have to conduct yourself at that level if you want the rewards of life that come at that level, right? So you need to realize that everything you say and do, if you're an entrepreneur, especially, you're at the podium. Whether you like it or not, you are at the podium. You, by choice, are leading others because you're providing a product or service that people are entrusting you is going to help them to achieve an outcome in their life. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to chapter five, business mastery. Now, this is the one that resonated most with me. I don't know why, but, but of all of them, if I had to pick one, I think this is the one that's the most important. So how do we achieve business mastery and what do you mean by business mastery? Yeah. I mean, I, I think again, you know, I shared this kind of at the top of the interview, but Growing a business has a lot of moving pieces. You know, there's sales, there's marketing, there's infrastructure, there's systems, there's team building, there's leadership, there's HR, there's legal, there's, there's a lot of moving pieces to building a company. And so many times entrepreneurship is simplified down to acquiring clients. And that's why so many people crash and burn because they think that the end all be all of building a successful business is acquiring clients. So many people secure the huge investor and they still lose everything and they're right back to where they started. So many people get the big win on the front end of clients, but they don't have the back end systems to support it. So they lose them all. They still go broke. Right. So business mastery is really about investing in committing to learning the components of building and running a successful business and, and creating mastery of your own skill set in being the leader of whatever it is that you're doing. And again, I think this is so often overlooked or kind of like pushed off to the side as if it's not required or not necessary, you know what I mean? So I think just for everybody listening, like really think about the energy and effort that you're putting into developing your own skills as a CEO and, and as a, a business owner and making sure that 
the way that you're investing in mastering these different fundamentals of business align with how, how high and how far you want to go. The business can't grow beyond your growth as the leader, right? So the leader is always going to be the cap to the business. And we see this so many times. That's why a lot of businesses shut down instead of being sold because the business owner just stopped growing. And when the business owner stops growing, everything underneath it kind of starts to shrivel and die, right? So, so true. Okay, principle number six, invest in yourself. Yeah, I mean, this is just, it's just such a fundamental essential. You know, none of us know it all. None of us have been and done to where, you know, what we're trying to achieve. Like if there's a goal that you have, someone knows something that you don't know that's got them there. And the reason there's a reason why you're not there yet. And so it's just so essential to make sure you're investing in yourself to get the mentorship, the, the information, the education, support the resources that you need in order to achieve the outcomes that you want. So again, your, your best investment is always going to be in, in your own growth because then you touch on everything else that you come in contact with. Yeah. And in your book, you talk about, it's not just investing in yourself, but it's investing in yourself daily. I love that part. It, it's got to be a consistent daily investment or it will never be enough. Right. Uh -huh. We, we, we can't fill up the gas tank in our car once a year. Right. It, it's you, you've got to constantly keep that principle. Number seven is sales. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy, but so many entrepreneurs and small business owners almost like have this phobia of sales. It's like, they don't want to spend their time on it. They don't have a salesperson in their company or on their team. They don't have a sales system. Uh, they don't have a strategy. Right. And so I always say that like, Everything in life is sales, right? If you're trying to get a business deal done, it's sales. You're trying to lead someone, it's sales. You're trying to get your kids list, and it's sales. You're trying to negotiate with your spouse on an investment or a decision, it's sales. So sales is something that we all need to know and understand to live our best life and to achieve the outcomes that we want in life. Everything's a negotiation, whether it's a job interview, a promotion, a business deal, a partnership. And so, you know, I think, again, this is something that the, the vast majority of people really avoid. They have this like negative perception, but it's really helping someone to do what's in their own best interest by showing them the what's in it for them, right? So one of the most important skills that an entrepreneur can learn is how to be a great salesperson because Absolutely. everything is sales. Everything is sales. At the end of the day, I look at my role. I am 80% at this point focused on internal coaching and management of my own team. It's 100% sales. Yep. It's a hundred percent sales. I'm trying to get people to understand, believe in, and buy into the vision of what we're trying to create and then execute against that vision to create the outcome that we want. So it doesn't matter what level your business is at, you're just getting started, you're the salesperson, or whether you have a team of 50 or a hundred or 150 people, you're a salesperson. Yep. Right. And if that doesn't feel good to you, there's a little mindset work to do, right? Yep. Okay. Principle number eight, discipline. Oh, dirty D. I call it dirty <laughs> D. No one likes the word discipline. Um, you know, people always ask like, what's your superpower? What's the biggest thing that helped you achieve success? You know, all those things like, you know, they see people that are doing these like amazing things in the world and it's never the talent. It's always the discipline and discipline is like the discipline to 
continue to be persistent, the discipline to work through challenges, the discipline to do what you don't feel like doing when you don't feel like doing it, but because it's the right thing to do, you do it anyway, right? The discipline to be a good leader, even when you're exhausted and you don't want to get back on the phone with someone one more time for the day, right? So discipline is, is the price that you pay to achieve greatness in any area of life. And almost always the answer to why you don't have what you want in your life is discipline. Yeah, that's right. right. And it doesn't matter whether it's business, family, career, fitness, health, wealth, whatever it is. Discipline is almost always the answer to why we don't have what we want in our life, right? When I went to college, I received the largest private scholarship that the university offered. And I was nowhere near the smartest kid, you know, there. But what I had in my favor is I could outwork anybody, right? I could outstudy, outprepare anybody and, and it pays off. And a lot of times those biggest scholarships and best grades and GPAs don't go to the smartest person, but they go to the person who's willing to discipline themselves and outwork everybody. It's available to anyone. Like anyone can make the choice to be disciplined. Like that's not something that's like a privilege that's only available to a few. Like anyone can say, no, I'm going to work the hardest. I'm going to try the hardest. I'm going to show up the most. Right. So, yeah. Yep. Okay. Principle number nine, focus on something bigger than yourself. Yeah. Probably my favorite, um, especially now, you know, the thing about life and the thing about entrepreneurship is that there's like a hierarchy of needs, right? In the beginning, you want to pay your bills. You want to make some money. You want to buy the house. You want to do this. You want to do that. But there's only a certain extent to which that's going to bring fulfillment and motivation in life. There is a start and an end to that. So focusing on something bigger than yourself is the thing that is going to propel you not only to achieve your goals and dreams, but it's going to bring that fulfillment, that joy, that, that fire, that spark to your life for the rest of your life, right? Focusing on something bigger than yourself also helps you put things in perspective, right? You can deal with challenges that come your way. You can work through hardships, you know, all of those things, you know, because you you have that perspective. And that's the biggest thing for me when I'm having a a really big challenge, when I'm struggling, I really try to put things in perspective and, and remember the why and remember the bigger picture, because I know that will help me recharge and refocus and get my mindset back on track to keep moving forward. Yeah. Two thoughts on that. So, so number one, life is really about something bigger than us, right? The, the whole purpose, the whole meaning, you know, it's, it's about doing good and making a difference and, and making the world a better place and loving yeah. and serving. And that's really where we find the, the true fulfillment and meaning of life. Yeah. Um, but, but even more than that, if we, if we look at just the pure narrow entrepreneur angle of this, um, Sometimes people say they want to focus, start by focusing small, right? And I've learned that it, it takes just as much effort to do things small. And, and I think it's even harder to do things small because it's harder to get people excited and harder to get buy-in and harder to be passionate about it and harder to be willing to put investment behind things. And um, it's harder to think small. Yeah. It is easier to think big. Go ahead. Say where you you're going to say. No, I I was just saying I couldn't agree more. It's exactly right. Because when you're solving small problems, you box yourself into small solutions. Yeah. When you are solving the 10X problem, 
you're opening up your whole world and you're paving a path for yourself to success at that next level. So I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've been through these awesome nine principles. Maybe you could share with us a story of somebody that studied these principles and applied these principles and, and maybe some of the success they were able to see as a result. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, I would say I can think of one of my clients right now that, you know, has been with me a little over, no, I was going to say a little over a year. It hasn't even been a year. It's probably been nine, 10 months. She came to me. She was a single mother. She was barely getting by, barely getting by. And she just committed herself to being the best student, like an obsessive student, like going through every single book, every single resource, every training, every podcast, like just studying, studying, studying all these principles that I teach. And she just came to me yesterday. She had a $600,000 a month. Oh my goodness. And she's, where was she a year ago when she, she started? She was maybe like $3,000 a month, like barely getting by. Like she was, she was borderline. Like she really couldn't even afford to like invest in herself or in the business. Um, but she's a student. She's a student. She just committed and, and she embodies, you know, these things that we talked about. And, you know, she's a single mom, like I said. And when she started off, she couldn't afford to have any childcare. She was building her business with her child, like on her lap, trying to juggle, right? Now she has, yeah. of course, like full-time help and has the house and, you know, all the things. But yeah, and that's the thing, you know, we talked about earlier. People think if it hasn't happened by now, it's not going to happen. Not true. Not true. It's just when you decide that it's your moment and it's your time, you're going to commit to it. You're going to allow, you're going to execute and you're going to receive. Thank you so much, Kelly, for sharing your stories and insights with us today. Here's some of my key takeaways from this episode. Number one, it's never too late to find success. Success doesn't have to happen at a certain age. Number two, if we resent what we want to become, we will never become it. Number three, don't be afraid of failure. As an entrepreneur, it's part of the job. Number four, we have to put in the hard work if we want the success. Number five, we must see and conduct ourselves as leaders. Number six, we should be striving to learn about every aspect of our business, not just getting clients. Number seven, we should invest in ourselves daily to help our business grow with us. Number eight, everything involves sales. We shouldn't try to avoid it. Number nine, discipline will get us to where we want to be in life. Number 10, focusing on something bigger will give us fulfillment and allow us to think of big solutions. If you want to learn more about Kelly or connect with her, you can find her on LinkedIn or visit her website at unstoppableentrepreneur.com. And there's links to both of those sites in the blog post for this episode at monetizationnation.com. Do you want to be a better digital monetizer? Then please follow these channels to receive free digital monetization content. Number one, please subscribe to the free monetization e-magazine and get a free passion marketing e-book at monetizationnation.com. Number two, please subscribe to the Monetization Nation podcast and YouTube channel. Number three, please follow Monetization Nation on Instagram and Twitter. How are you investing in yourself to get where you want to be? Please join our private Monetization Nation Facebook group and share your insights with other digital monetizers. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I wish you success in your entrepreneurial journey. 
Do you want to become a better digital monetizer? To receive great monetization stories and secrets, please go to monetizationnation.com and join free. And if you liked today's episode, please subscribe to the show and share it.